0: Welcome to yet another episode of Edinburgh Play and Wellbeing. Right we're on to podcast number four now. I'm I'm very happy to be joined by, well, one would say he's a friend, one would say he's a buddy, one would say he's a pal. I like to call him Jonathan Tate. Jonathan Tate, how are you today? I'm very well. It's lovely to see and hear you and be in your wonderful a uh, wonderfully enthusiastic company again. I know it's, it's been too, too long. I know. I was trying to think today how many years it's been since you and I were in the same room as each other, and it's actually been way too long, actually.
1: Yeah, I was trying to work that out as well because I think the last time was um, we um, uh, we had some elderflower wine and uh, made made some uh, cookie dough um, snapjacks uh, at my abode um, um, on a on a Saturday eve. Yes, um, and it was
0: a lovely, and I remember waking up on that Sunday morning thinking, I had a lovely time the night before with Jonathan.
1: I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a long time ago, but no, really, really yeah. nice to see you again. And um, you too do it. We were just saying before we started, um, before we came on just now, guys, that, that it's been far too long, and what a hell of a year it's been, or the last 12, 13 months it's been mm. for, for some of us, so I guess... Well the first question I really want to ask you, Johnny, is where were you when you first heard of the word coronavirus? And the reason I ask that is because I always remember when I was where I was and what I was doing when I heard first heard 9 nine eleven, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these other big things. Can you remember kinda where you were placed in the world at that point?
1: Well, do you know, we had heard this this word bandied about in news, you know, towards the, the, the Christmas of twenty 20- nineteen and this right. thing that was far, far away, um, and you know, you, you you view it and you hear it with, a, you know, a certain amount of trepidation. But it's it's millions of miles away, you know. And to me, it was another SARS, and something that you know was was um you know was very serious. But yeah. might not might not, you know, uh, might not touch upon my life in a, a particularly significant way. So, yeah. rightly or wrongly, you sometimes put that, these types of things in the back of your mind. And then I happened to be in London um, at a meeting, um, and uh, with, with a number of clients. And I was, I was in, I, I remember quite clearly, I was having lunch in the Ivy, mm-hmm. um, Covent Garden, and I was with uh, with a friend um, who also works in. In, in law, and he um, he was telling me about plans that were getting cancelled, mm-hmm. trips that were getting cancelled, and this was in the this was in February 2020. Okay. And I was, was this really serious? Are these broad trips? But no, no, these are these are trips based in the UK. Yeah. And I thought, really. And then that evening, um, I was um, I was enjoying the fruits of Soho. <laughs> All, all that anybody was talking about, and I thought, well, actually, maybe this is a little bit more serious than I right, thought. Right. And And well, two weeks later, that was it, and that was my last trip away. So that was, yeah, that was towards the end of February. So I, I had heard of it, but hadn't really paid much attention. But then, you know, it, it all came on really quickly. I think. Yeah. And then, you know, you're in lockdown, and that's it.
0: Yeah, I I always I was I spoke about this at the last podcast um last week is that I remember I thought myself, you know, it's it's in China, it's it's started in China or whatever. You think like, it won't come to Europe, it yeah. won't come to me. Never mind Scotland or or, or the UK. Because um, similar to, to SARS and swine flu and all that, it's it's somewhere else, you know. It's yeah, not yeah. not near me. And, and and perhaps that was me being um Arrogant to think that we can we won't get anything here because we've got a fantastic health service and we're perfectly fine. But no, and I remember it hit Italy and they went on a full lockdown and then it yeah. went further west to Spain and they went on full lockdown and then up to France and I thought, here he comes, here he comes. And I remember thinking, it's some kind of, you couldn't write this, it's like a blooming disaster movie.
1: Yeah, and what struck me was the, the, uh, ferocity and, and the speed in which it struck, because you know, as I said there, I was having, I, I was having, you know, lunch as I as as is my wont, yes. Um and and then all of a sudden it was that you know that was all anybody was talking about in London, you know, mm-hmm. and that, mm-hmm. that that that's a, a an epicenter for a lot of things, yep. um, but you know, an airborne uh, a viral condition, you know, it, that that's you know that that's butlands for yeah. for something like that or. You know, so it was uh, you know, and people were genuinely worried. Um and I you know, and we were naively uh, protected up here because, mm-hmm. you know, we think, oh, you know, I you know, I look out my window now, I see green expanse, nothing like that's gonna to touch me and yeah. Lo and behold, here we are, you know, 18 months later, or
0: whatever it is. You know, aye, it feels it, longer than that. <laughs> it does feel like 18 months, but I, I think it's less than a year. I think we're a few weeks, just I think it was like yeah, the 20th yeah. of March or so on the, on the news channel this morning. Yeah. Um, it feels so, so much longer. You know? Aye, aye. So I'm
1: struggling. Sure, I was speaking to somebody the other day actually, and I was struggling. To, I'm struggling to remember a time without it which shows how prevalent it's been in, in our lives. You know, I'm trying to remember
0: uh, yeah. life before COVID, you know. Do you, it's, rem- it's... Do you remember the days you'd go into your local supermarket or your local shop or whatever and you'd not wear a mask?
1: No. You know, although, although, perversely, um, I'm still going to the local supermarket and forgetting my mask. <laughs> well, yeah, it's getting yeah. to
0: the point now, because you and I have both got kids, obviously, and... Mm-hmm. You know, as a parent, it's a cold, winter day. You always make sure the kids have got gloves in their pocket. You know, if it's been obviously the snow of late and all that, or a hat in their pocket or something. I've had to make sure to myself to keep my mask in my pocket, especially yeah. doing school drop off or school pickup kind of thing. You know, it's just, yeah, it's, and
1: it's, 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 the, it's one of the things you know, check, you know, keys, wallet, phone, mask. You know, it's that, it's that, um, it's that equipment
0: now, yeah. And of course, a year ago. I remember, I remember, I was going to a large supermarket near between you and my house, actually, and I queued for about 20 minutes outside. And I was thinking, this is just weird. It reminded me of what my granny used to tell me when they'd queue for the rations, you know, during the walk. Mm-hmm. And I think it's take your time to go in, you're, you're going to go in, and then you'll get your stuff and you'll come out next person. And then it was all very, but everybody was queuing quite, quite happily. And it was very, very British, actually.
1: Well, I was very British until you tried to buy Toilet Roll, you know. <laughs>
0: toilet Roll Gates, as I'd like to call it.
1: Yes, Lou Gates. Do you remember the debacle of 2020? Yes. No, it was, no, I. you know, we did the whole queuing stuff, um, although I've, I, I, David, you've known me for a number of years. Many years. You know, I like to think that I have some positive traits, but patience isn't one of them, no. um, and queuing certainly isn't one of them. So um, I think I did the, the queuing twice, and then I right. just refused point blank. I just uh, started shopping very late at night, and, right. um, you know. Um, I would go to the twenty-four hour store and go in at eleven o'clock at night because I just it was just nonsense. But yeah. I went down, um, and you know, people were fighting over toilet rolls, and and I genuinely saw people, um, you know, having having fights in the shop. Gee, this is really serious. These are grown grown adults, and there is there is you know a, a, a very real danger in the world, and it, it is not toilet rolls, um, no. you know. And you you know, they're, they're, but people react to these situations in different ways. And, you know, they do, and you there's know,
0: that there is that sense of fear when your prime minister or the or a prime minister says to you that you know you're all going national lockdown, stay at home, and don't go anywhere. It is fear that it's because I think it's because it's the unknown, Johnny, isn't it? It's the unknown that, right? Okay. Oh, when is it going to end? And to be honest, we still don't have a date of when Scotland's going to go back to the next again phase. Kids are back, P one to pre, primary one to P three, which is fabulous. Um, but when are we actually going to go when going to go back to? So we spoke about kind of about restrictions like queuing or not queuing because we don't mm. like to queue. See, I would I would queue in a shop if I was interested in the shop, like, for example, you know, well-known guitar shops, for example, or well-known music shops, I would queue to get in. But if it's a well-known supermarket where you have to go and buy your toilet rolling your sugar and your milk, I'd rather just get a home delivery. Yeah, see, I mean, I
1: wouldn't even looking <laughs> mean, for the guitars. Are, I just, no, no. You know, I'd rather go and sit in the pub or have lunch. <laughs> <A pub? laughs> what we well, is that, Jonathan? What's a pub? I know, Um, uh, but no, uh, you know, I just think, you know, life's too short for queuing. That's my mantra. (laughs) Well, um, very, um, uh, very near the the start of lockdown. I I mean, I worked for a couple of weeks um, at home, but then I was furloughed, um, which was, you know, a bit of a surprise to me, to be honest, Um, but uh, I... uh, it was a godsend because we had two young kids at home and you know you can't do anything my wife as you know she's self-employed yeah, yeah. and she has retail shops so they were shut and so you've then got the situation where you've got a partner who is forced to work at home but it's trying to keep a business afloat you know we have other business interests as you know so you're trying to keep them going and trying to keep two kids um you know uh interested um uh and and sheltered as well because you know it was a strange time for them and what what why has things changed so quickly why can't we do this why why are we not allowed to go to our cousins why can't we you know do this that and the next thing? so um so we adapted as as best as we could as quick as we could um and we you know we took turns to do you know to work on and off when we were working so i would work for an hour then i would take the kids she would try and do some work and so we had a, a, we had a little system in place. Then I went on full furlough. So I kind of took over the, the the you know, looking after the house and the kids for the majority of the summer. And the, the godsend that was, you know, last year's summer um, was fantastic because it meant that we, we spent uh, an inordinate amount of time in our garden. Now, I am blessed with uh, a very large garden. Um, and I am not blessed with any kind of gardening ability whatsoever so what it did was allow us to to set up little projects, so Jessica and I, every day we would go and we'd do a little bit more, and we would build a bird's house, and we, uh, I built a cafe for them in the garden, and I just kind of made it our little our little daily project, and you know, we had we had lunch outside every day, we had picnics, and then we got into the, the you know, when we were allowed to, we were allowed to go for our hour-long walk, so, you know, we made it a treasure hunt um, every day, and Elliot, my youngest, was due to go into primary one. Um, and so Edinburgh City Council had put a, like a project in place. So, you know, let's go on a bear hunt. Right. So we we took the bear everywhere, you know, up up the hills and through the woods and down the canals near where we live. And so that was kind of our, our, our adjustment. You know, we were very quickly flung into it. And I just had to, to, to you know, deal with the, the kids in the house. Now, as you know, I'm a very hands-on father, so it was not too big a shock to the system because I, I, I do that anyway. Yeah. Uh, what was a bit more difficult was the you know, the, the restrictions in and, and that we, we couldn't do the things that we normally do. You know, we're very active as a family. We go and see our family and friends. We cycle a lot. We go to clubs. You know, Jessica has ballet and gymnastics and swimming and Elliot goes to rugby and all of that stopped. And you're trying to keep the children entertained um, whilst at the same time, you know, stopping your day yeah, yeah. immediately uh, or every day at one o'clock so you can listen to the latest announcement. And that became our life for a number of weeks. And then, yeah. yeah, and then we stopped listening to the announcements because we just couldn't <laughs> we just couldn't deal with it anymore. Um, and then as we got, um, as we eased out a little bit towards the end of the summer, I went back to work um, part time and then increased hours. Um so you know, and then the kids went back to school, and so you know i've been I've not been in my office since um March last year right, right. um so trying to keep uh, just trying to keep um things going. Sheila went back to work um uh in September, so the shops are allowed to open, albeit with you know re- yeah. restrictions still in yeah, place yeah, yeah, yeah. um so just trying to keep that going and and everything else going so you know it, it was it was um it was a wee shock to the system initially. As it was with everybody, you know, because you're just flung, you're just flung into this completely different way of having to live and having to operate. But you know, um, global pandemic aside, and you know, and obviously the, the the death rate was, you know, staggeringly depressing. But you know, I always try to look for the, the 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 good in most situations, and you know, I I I I find it. Um, I, I found it quite a rewarding time um, during the summer because I spent three months with my kids, and I wouldn't not I wouldn't necessarily have the, the ever have the ability to do that, mm-hmm. um, because we're both working full time. But what it did allow me to do was to get to know my kids better. You know, I, I was able to teach my son how to ride a bike, mm-hmm. which you know would have come anyway. But you know, you're you're you have to fill your day with something. So you know, so there was lots of positives that came out. Uh, uh, of the time uh, uh, about that sort of adjustment period as well.
0: Yeah. I think you're right. There's, I think there's been quite a few positives that have came out of that are still, we're still in lockdown obviously to a certain degree. Um, I think there's quite a few positives coming out of that. I think one thing I've noticed with kids, how they're so adaptable. They're like, yeah, you know, luckily for them, they are off school for nearly a year, or whatever it was, what it felt like over a yeah. year. But in the first few months, I thought, February until summer holidays and we're off for the summer, we would have been off for the summer holidays anyway, but, you know, I've seen quite a few kids not manage um, through this lockdown because there's no routine, you know, there's there's quite a few people struggling to try and find that that routine and and kids to a certain degree need that
1: yeah, it was very important for for this household to to maintain some semblance of routine. Um, you know, I'm a very organised person. I'm a control freak as well. So you know, you know, don't get me wrong. There were days where you just I sat in the garden. I went, ah, you know, to hell with it. You know, mañana. You know, there's no rush. But you know, for the most part, you know, we still had um work to do. We had projects to do. We, you know, we took our walks at a certain time, um, etc. Because there is there is a requirement and it's interesting you see that with the way that some kids um have dealt with it because my daughter um for example i mean you know jessica um, yeah. um she is she's a vibrant resilient little girl but she has really struggled um over the, the second lockdown to the point where she's not wanted to uh leave the house for a while okay. um, which is very 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 unlike her um and it's Fortunately, it's back into uh, the you know the, the typical Jessica now that she's back at school and surrounded by her friends. But for a couple of weeks there, you know she didn't want to. You know even when we had arranged to perhaps meet a friend, you know socially distance in a park so that she could see, didn't want to do that, and that was very worrying as a parent because you know it's a complete role reversal and a, a complete reversal of personality trait. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 you know I was genuinely worried. But as I say. Now that she's got back into her school routine she seems to be you know, she seems to be uh, to be back to where she should be. Um but, you know, there'll be a number of children who who are not as uh, as resilient or as able to bounce back as quick and I really um, you know, genuinely Absolutely. feel worried for for those ones that have
0: slipped through, you know. I've been staggered uh the numbers of kids, young people who <clears throat> have struggled mentally. Um, in the last year, mm. not perhaps the first few months, as in the, what, what do we call it, the first lockdown, but as you say, somewhere with Jessica, in the, in the second lockdown, because it's structure, it's lack of routine, um, and, I, and that's part of my job, I work with a lot of young people who struggle with anxiety and, and mental health issues, and it's been a heck of a challenge. And I say young people, I mean yeah. also <laughs> adults as well. Um but I think it was really important to share these kind of conversations similar to what you and I are, are talking about just now, Johnny, saying that, you know, it's not just me who's feeling, ugh, I've had a bad day, or my daughter's having a bad day, or, you know what, I can't actually be working today, I can't be bothered working today because I can't be bothered because I'm just not feeling it. And I, yeah. I think we've had this year or so to think about, not I guess, soul search, if you like, and just reevaluate how you work. And this is all positive, I think. How you work, your work ethic, um, and and also there's another positive about what you're saying as well about being being a parent and learning new skills with your kids. The wee the wee man re- riding his bike, and as you say, it would have happened anyway in time. But hey, we've all been flung into this situation, so let's grab mm. the, the bullet with the horns. I love decorating uh, decorate. I love designing and making new guitars. I did that last year uh, during the summer. The weather was gorgeous, as you say. I was out in the back garden. Got everything I needed. I could spray as much cellulose as I want, and it it was great. I made decking out the back of old timber pallets. It, it's it's amazing to hear the amount of people that I speak to what new skills yeah. they've they've yeah. learned over, over the last year can kind I of think. So so technically we're just we're under one year on from from lockdown. We're talking about positives. How can you? What have you learned about approaching the rest of twenty twenty one from what you've learned? through 2020 and how are you going to how are
1: you going to approach 2021 well i think it's just a case of approaching it as um as positive as you can i mean my my priorities um have always been my children first and my, my, my my family first and then you know everything that comes after now i've got responsibilities to to employers to clients um but what i've found really refreshing is the um the way in which people have collectively adjusted, you know, and it's not, you know, I'm not just sitting here going, Do you know what? I'm actually, I'm putting my family first now yeah, yeah. and that's the way it's going to be. And, you know, to help with everybody else, mm-hmm. employers, companies, organisations, institutions, individuals are all realising that, you know what? The be-all and end-all, isn't the nine to five? Um, the be-all and end-all is your health, your uh, you know, and your continued happiness and well-being. And I think what has also been, you know, from from a from a commerce perspective, yeah. um, and from a business perspective, is a realization from employers. You know, not mine because mine's are, 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 are particularly good and they're very flexible with my children. But I know a number of people that are, you know, that are expected to be at their desk at eight in the morning and still be there at eight at night if they want to progress in their career path and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think um a lot of people have realised that well actually a happy employee is a productive employee yep. Yep. and a happy person is a is a productive person and a happy parent is a productive parent. And these things I all go with that way. Um, yeah and well and these things all all, all go uh, you know they're not they're, they're not isolated these are all connected um and i think that there has been a collective understanding of what is important mm-hmm. um and you know don't get me wrong we we, we still have a buck to make and we still got you know, our, yeah. you, know yeah. um, you know responsibilities but you know i'm you know, I'm quite um, happy with the pace, um, or, or, you know, with, with the pace of things at the moment. Yeah. And I think, you know, in terms of priorities going forward, it will just it will have to remain that you know it's it's family focused, and that this imbalance and quality of life is going to be, it's going to be at the uh, at the forefront of, of yeah. most people's decisions. You know, and and it's certainly at, at the forefront of mine. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's gave us great time to reevaluate. I guess um, what's important to individual yeah. households really, yeah. and and that's on a personal point of view, and also yeah, and you, you
1: only need to see, yeah, you only need to see you know um you know how how some people are dealing with that. You know there are you you see in the news every day that there are vast vast organisational changes. You know um you know people are getting rid of offices left, right, and centre call centres for example or you know, introducing flexible working times for the first time ever, yeah. you know, and, and you know, I was reading, I can't remember the name of the company, but, you know, um, let's say it's Bob's Garage, yeah. are now introducing, uh, you know, a, a crescent work system, mm-hmm. um, you know, for for fathers who are, hitherto have just been, you know, the breadwinner and, and looking at parental responsibilities and sharing of parental responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, morally, that should have always been the case anyway. Yeah. Um, And and, and certainly ethically, but, you know, uh, you know, practically, there's no reason why we can't do that. And, you know, and we need, you know, I'm not saying all employers are doing that, but certainly a hell of a lot more are engaging in the conversation than I've ever been before. And I can only see that as a positive going forward. And and so, you know, once we once we get back into this brave new world or whatever the hell normality is, Um, I think we'll see a seismic shift in uh, in people's working patterns and people's working responsibilities and what they want to do with their lives, you know?
0: Yeah, I've noticed when I've been other <clears throat> organisations, for example, I was sorting out my work insurance, for example, like two or three mm-hmm. weeks ago. And, of course, uh, everybody and their dog are working from home. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're having quite a serious conversation and using big words and all that kind of thing. And then the next thing I hear in the background was a cat meow that is brilliant. And I said, I take it to your, your cat. Can't come want to come in and say hello. And it broke the ice. You know, we weren't yeah. really friends anyway. But, you know, it broke the ice. And her, the lady and I got in a conversation about, you know, what's different than working at home, working at office. You've got the logistical stuff anyway, a different building, and you're leaving at seven in the morning to get there for eight or whatever. But there's also the, she feels, that individual, she felt so much more relaxed talking to clients on the phone in their own mm-hmm. in their own house wear slippers mm-hmm. and and comfy trousers and whatever else on, then being under the watchful eye of uh, of Big brother can I think and and I think a lot of organizations have seen a massive increase in productivity from their staff their workers because they they are relaxed and a bit more comfortable, and you know th- mm-hmm. that's a huge positive to come out of this huge because pos- we all want to be happy. And living the dream when you're at work, you know. As long as we're looking after our mental health, I've never walked so much in my life. The last few years, I uh, sorry, the last year or so, I walked from my house to quite close to your house. Actually, last week and back again, five miles, and that was it. Was, it was great. Um, and usually, I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually do that, you know. Um, yeah, it's just it's another positive. Right, before we move on yeah. to. sorry sorry, go for it no i was going to say on that you know the the,
1: you know in terms of the mental health aspect i mean i found myself very very down um over over the summer period which is you know i'm i I, I pride myself on being you know optimistic and i'm a very sort of open and sociable person as you know but i found it a real struggle not being able to interact with people um and you know you know, the, 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 the demons came out to play and, you know, there was maybe one or two too many glasses of wine off an eve. Yeah. But I got really into, um, into cycling um, again, which is something I used to do um, uh, as a youngster, but, you know, I bought myself a bike um, you know, and I'm I'm I, I'm out two, three times a week and I love it, you know, I do 50, 60, 70 uh, miles a week wow. um, you know, on a good week and just, you know, out as much as I can, you know, over Christmas, it sort of died in a little bit. But I also got really into yoga, okay. which was actually a result of sciatica, um, right. and it was suggested by somebody because I couldn't get to a chiropractor right. to to try that out. And I do it just about every morning, mm-hmm. and I find, again, going back to earlier point about routines, you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a way to get my head in the game, yeah. um, you know, for the day ahead, and it, it, you know, it's it's fifteen twenty minutes in the morning when it's just it's me in a room at the back of the house and i do it myself and you know the chaos of two children at breakfast time trying to get them ready for for the day ahead you know is momentarily forgotten and i've you know i know so many people that have taken up walking running Mm -hmm. um you know uh, you know hill walking cycling yoga um pilates whatever it may be um which is fantastic for the physical and mental health, but it's now become part of the daily routine, as opposed to, uh, you know, yeah. a coffee on the way to work. Um, this is, you know, we'll walk to, you know, people that are even walk around the block before they start um, their uh, their day at yeah. their kitchen table, because it's, it's, you know, it's they need to get some exercise. And it's, for me that's been a real a real game changer.
0: That's good to hear. I'm, you know me, I'm a, I'm a big flag flyer for for mental health and especially men's mental health, because we we rarely ever, at times, talk about it. And I ever find the kind of caveman effect, or if it's a Mm -hmm. Scottish thing, I don't know. But um, it's really good to hear that you're taking care of yourself and to admit that, you know what, at one point during lockdown, I did hit a kind of mull, yeah, no, I and it really surprised me
1: uh, because I mean, for you know, my personally, I you know, yeah. I tend to just get on with things, and you know, you've always got something on. it's maybe it was the fact that I didn't have anything on, but I, I you know, I, I genuinely struggled, and there were nights where I would, you know, just sit at the bottom of the garden and I would just take space and think, what the hell am I going to do tomorrow? Yeah. You know, same old, same old, and that's just not the way I operate. But yeah. it was, a, it was quite a turning point for me, um, you know, getting into to um, you know, been reading lots of, you know, different philosophy books and, you know, and just trying to look at, you know, things from maybe a slightly different angle as well. Um, which is which which has been really beneficial to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. A lot of reevaluation. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Soul searching. You, yeah. You know, that dad's always is a different to me. He's happy. Not you not you're not a grumpy person anyway, usually but you know, he's happy today and he seems like a bit different. Kids
1: pick up on these things, you know, so Oh they do. We'll have to keep you know my little ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, my little boy, I mean he joins in when we yoga classes in the morning, yeah. you know. Um and so he he, he realises the benefits. I mean they're active anyway, you know, as yeah. most kids are. Yeah. But um, you know, they see the benefit and you know, Dad does Dad does bend up a grumpy old sort if I kinda get out in the bike and that you the know, Sunday morning yeah. is Sunday mornings, my time. We go out on the bike, you know. Six o'clock, I go out for a couple of hours, yeah. you know, and then I'm back for get, you know, to start the day with them. But if I miss that, my Sunday's are, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm like a bear. So um, I
0: know. Before we depart our separate ways, I want to ask you a few fun questions. Ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. There won't be lots, but there'll just be a few. Okay. Are you, ready? Are you sitting comfortably? I'm sitting comfortably, yes. Yeah. And might I say for the folk listening, Jonathan's wearing a lovely shirt today. He's wearing a kind of blue checkered. Is that a short sleeve number you've got going on there? Question number one. Jonathan, Tate. Mm-hmm. what is the national sport of Japan? Sumo wrestling. Ding. Yes. That was amazing. Well done, well done, Second question. What main character in a Disney film never speaks? not got a clue,
1: and this will be oh, this will be thoroughly embarrassing given the fact that we're we're Disney
0: I know, I was trying to think well, I can't even, I can give you a clue mm-hmm. I, can, I can tell you it might be Dumbo, or it might not be Dumbo. Well,
1: is it Dumbo?
0: It is Dumbo, well done How did you get that? Now, when I was putting these questions together the other day, I was thinking, I never knew this but anyway, Goldfish this is a true or false uh, question Goldfish have a three second memory, true or false? False, that is the false answer is correct. Yes, yeah. you are right, it's false. In fact, they can remember for months. Really? You know, next question Goldfish have a three second memory, true or false? Uh, you see what I did there, that was wonderful. Okay,
1: you see seen all week, folks.
0: Have <laughs> <laughs> you're till Tuesday, try the beef. Next question, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Goldfish. No, what do invertebrates lack? A spine.
1: Well, I tell you. Or a skeleton.
0: I well, I, I've written down backbone. Now, this is one very close to my heart, my lungs. Who played Freddie Mercury in the movie Bohemian Rhapsody? That was Rami Malek. It was indeed, and what a fine job he did, actually. You did a phenomenal job. Mm. And in yeah, fact, tomorrow, tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock Edinburgh time, I'm interviewing or on the podcast, I have someone who played Freddie Mercury for our Channel 5 programme. His name is John Blunt, and he's very kind to come on this, the, 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 tomorrow to have a wee chatty-wattie woo-woo. Cool. So I'll be, I'll be wide awake and you'll be tired because it's 5pm Aussie time, but here we go. Back on to the quiz. The history for you here. When did the Vietnam War end? Nineteen sixty-eight. Oh come on, that's horrendous. No, it's not nineteen sixty eight. I'll give you a clue.
1: No idea. It's between nineteen
0: it's between nineteen seventy (laughs) four and nineteen seventy six. Nineteen seventy five. Well done, well done.
1: You know, I was actually going to say 1974, but I thought, no, that's way too late, because I always think of the, the Vietnam War. I always think 60s in my yeah. head.
0: Yeah, absolutely, aye. I think, you know, Forrest Gump, but I think it was Vietnam. Well, I always think, well, it's
1: uh, it's like Good Morning Vietnam, I always think of the soundtrack, um, you know, and it was all, uh, it was all Jimi Hendrix, which aye. was obviously the 60s, but, I yeah. Think right. It was terrible,
0: shocking. <laughs> I have a higher in history too. You must have been off that day to talk about Vietnam. (laughs) Okay, question number seven. Goldfish, no, I'm kidding. Uh, What is astrophobia? Fear of fake grass. (laughs) (laughs) No, the fear of thunder and lightning. You never let me come back, I was finishing my drink there. okay, Okay, well, we'll do this again. Goldfish, no, I'm kidding. What is astrophobia? Fear of fake grass. (laughs) That's right. Well done. No. The fear of thunder and lightning. Thunder and lightning, yes. Very, very frightening. Me. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we're nearly there. What is the collective name for a group of crows? What a random question. I know. It's a random evening. A bucket. (laughs) No, but it does begin with a... I don't know, a racket of crows. No, it's a murder. Ooh. A murder, a of, murder crows. of crows. Oh, That's gosh. horrendous, isn't it? It brings me back to like, the film. Was it the crows or the, the birds or something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. Hitchcock. Oh. Aye. Anyway. I hate no, crows. How are you at Genuinely. Cluedo? Are you, are you good at Cluedo? Have you, you ever played it before? Um, oh, God,
1: there's a game of nonsense. Well Now, I can tell you all that there is to know about the film Clue. <laughs> All right,
0: so well, you let, let's see how this works. So, name the six suspects in the game of Cluedo.
1: Right, Colonel Mustard, Miss yep. Scarlet.
0: Yep. Miss White,
1: Professor Plum. Yep. Um, oh, oh, right, because there's three male and three, three
0: female. So, there's one male left and one female. The chat. Yeah, yeah. His second, it's something in a, in a colour. Professor Green. We'll go with Reverend Green, but that's fine, yep. And Green, you... Green, uh, so
1: I've
0: got, I've got Miss Scarlet, Mrs White, and well, I don't know. The, you've got, got Colour Mustard, you've got Professor Plum, you've got Reverend Green by no hints at all, mm-hmm. and you've got one more. I'll give you a clue. It's a woman. I know it's a woman, but I can't because <laughs> I've got Mrs White, I've got Miss Scarlet and... Um, this is going to be the clue quiz. Okay, Mrs. Uh, peacock. Peacock. Yes. peacock! There you go. This is the other one, it's Peacock. There you go. Well yeah. done to you. Right, okay. Two more questions. Um, Goldfish... No, I'm kidding. No, it's actually one more question. Okay. Since its debut in 2015, Hamilton, which is a show, has become one of the biggest music musicals of all times but who wrote it i didn't even know that. i've got absolutely no idea about that one apparently it's someone called lynn manuel miranda there you well, go never, I, wouldn't have,
1: I wouldn't have guessed that in a month of sundays
0: i know i know let me try and find one more question because i feel i cheated you there that was that was pretty bad actually okay um Name... Unless,
1: unless, unless you're a big fan
0: of musical theatre. Well, exactly. Cool. And you know, darling, I am. I am a fan of musical theatre yeah. No. But uh, I've never actually seen that theatre. Uh, that. true. Right. No, 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 no. Last question. You'll get this one. Name the alter ego of Spider-Man. Peter Parker. Well done. That's a very fast round of applause. I want to give, you yeah. a round of, give yourself a round of applause as well. I'm rather, annoyed, I'm rather annoyed at that Vietnam one. I know, well... Then just you, you'll be fine. I'm trying to think positive words to kind of nurse you through the rest of the evening. You will be absolutely fine. You're absolutely fine. Um, Jonathan T. As always, it's a pleasure, never a chore, speaking to you, mate. It's uh, as we said before. It's been too long since we last um, crossed paths, unfortunately.
1: No, indeed. And can I just say, you know, just I'm loving the podcast so far, and I think it's really important what you're doing. I know what you do in your daily life is really important, but I think you know talking about these things, mm-hmm. you know, as you mentioned earlier on especially for us, chats, it's really important. And, you know, this is a really accessible way to sort of realise that other people are feeling similar frustrations Mm -hmm. and um,
0: similar feelings. So, you know, keep up the good work, my man. Thank you very much, John. I do appreciate that. And, again, this goes out to everyone saying um, we do need to chat more and we do need to have these conversations. And if you ever want to come on, please... um, drop me a line All my details are on the uh, description anyway so final thoughts Johnny for the rest of the year final thoughts keep positive everybody stay safe and you know we will get through
1: this we've done so well um, working together let's just get over this final hurdle and you know if you see me in a bar or a restaurant somewhere mm-hmm. mine's a large one
0: on that one thank you very much matey love you very much take care everybody thanks Bye. David <laughs>